Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Canada at Redeemer Fellowship. What's going on? What's going on? Nothing. Oh, hey, how, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Oh, good. I'm doing, doing all right. I'm tired, but I'm good. You look tired. I am tired. You look tired. I am. I'm like uh, tired. I'm like not... You're... You're not sleeping much. Oh, here we go. No, I'm Tell, just saying, I'm not sleeping I much. know. Let's all pity you again. Oh, I'm not looking for pity. I'm just no, explaining I know. why my face you. looks like it. But look, I got a beard trim. Yeah, it looks all right. Looks I got good. a head shave. Got a straight razor head shave. Looks good. Yeah, yeah. looks nice. Your beard head looks, looks nice. Yeah. Beard looks, looks all right. No, beard looks good. Looks good. Looks good. Stop it. What? I'm you want to talk saying. about jacked up beards? You look like the Crypt Keeper. What do you mean jacked up beards? Crypt Keeper doesn't have a beard. No, but you're, you... Does he? No. You sure? Yeah. You're you, talking to Mr. Horror movie. You sure yeah. he doesn't have like a straggly one? Stop it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, he's got, got a Stetzer. long, strangly hair. Yeah, he's got the Stetzer. He's got on the his Stetzer. head. No. <laughs> he's got the Stetzer beard on his head. <laughs> all right, you put up a picture of the Crypt Keeper next to me. We'll see. Well, oh, we all know. Yeah, not the same thing. You're going to learn today. Not at all. Uh, yeah, man, no, things are things are good, man. I'm tired, but I'm actually like I'm in a good mood. I'm not... Uh... Why, why are you in such a good mood? Because I'm here. Admit it. Uh it's yeah. all right. <laughs> I mean, it's good. That was hurtful. Well, dude, you're not making any time for me. I, ma- I made time for you. You made time for the podcast. And you. Really? Yeah. Really? So we're going to hang out after this? Well, no. Okay. But we, we, That's uh, we, right. There it we is. We got together beforehand. Yeah. Now, you met me where I was grabbing a quick bite. Yeah. So we can have dinner together. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. It wasn't. It wasn't very romantic. Okay, I'm just saying. Oh it come was, on! Like, we're supposed to sit there and hold hands. What do you, what do you think? No, but like maybe some meaningful conversation. We had meaningful no, conversation. No, you were making fun of the guy with the jacket on. That was. I wasn't making fun of him. Oh yes, you were. No, I was not. I was impressed with no. his jacket. It was a Space okay. Invaders jacket. Uh, no, it was not. And yeah, it was. Uh, nope. Oh, what was it? No, nope. don't worry about it. But you, but listen, here's the thing. Mm. Um, you need to make more time for me. But no, I'm 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 in a good mood because we're together. Yes, God's I'm here good, with you. and, uh, and yeah. you, and I'm here. I'm and here, and you're here. Okay, yep, you're welcome. Um, you know, we've gotten some requests for a discussion on pastors and their schedules, or ministry and scheduling and family time and all of that prioritizing stuff. prioritizing all that. Um, and so we thought, well, why don't we talk a little bit about that and we'll put a fine point on the issue of when to say no. Um, that's really important because uh, a lot of people, not just pastors, a lot of people that are members of churches yeah. are asked to serve and serve and serve and serve. Now, we're, I feel like we're very sensitive to that issue here at Redeemer. We don't want to overtax people Correct. and have them serve too much because a lot of us came from that kind of an environment. That's right. So, um, but I, I hear from people all the time where like, wow, I'm just getting run into the ground and I'm expected to do, you know. You're like, talking about uh, those in ministry, not just volunteers. No, just volunteers. I mean, I'm saying oh, okay. not, You're talking not, about not just, yeah, but people in ministry, but also volunteers in ministry where they're just, they're really overtaxed. Yeah. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about schedule and then we'll talk about um, why it's good to say no and when you should say no. All right. No, sounds good. So uh, schedule wise, Joe, could you kind of run us through? I know you've got a basic breakdown of your schedule, uh, something that Jen and you kind of go over together and then you kind of you talk it over with Brian and the elders. And yep. so can you give us kind of Brian and the elders want to make sure that um, I think Brian would say and I believe him that he wants to make sure I'm not doing too much. Correct. But any of this means you ought to be a value- double check. They're actually doing something. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. You should be checked to make sure you're not doing too much and not doing too little. Um, pastors will generally do one or the other. M- most pastors I know try to do too much, mm-hmm. but it can go it can go either way. Yeah. Most pastors I know in the area for my church probably do too little. 
I'm, I'm just doing the counter to what you said. Like so, like, it, it, for, like where? No, I don't know. I don't know. You can rewind and listen to it. Whatever you said, matter. you said. Oh in no, my you area. Just, yeah, yeah, for my area or my church. Okay. Just, yeah, I just All listen right. and, and you All know. Right. Now, oh, people are gonna take you seriously now. Okay. Oh, I think I'm <laughs> not doing so? anything. You really think? Yeah, you man, because they they trust you. Oh, they no, they, they don't tr- totally trust you. No, consider the source. It's Fofo. I know. With a source like Fofo. You, Fofo knows is the hashtag. Fofo knows is See? the hashtag. Um, all right. So, and, and right now, and again, that's like when to say no and when you can't do things. Yeah, yeah. The schedule that I have developed is on hold in part because of my home situation where I'm Correct. trying to take care of my mom who lives with us and my dad lives, lives with us. And so that has made some things a little more complicated. But in general... Um, it's important when you're putting together your schedule as a, as a minister, especially as a, yeah. as a pastor and the preaching pastor, you have to make sure that your schedule has in it built in time for you to be reading the scripture, studying yeah. the scripture, reading books, um, and prayer. Like that is a part of your job, your calling. Um, and it, it may feel too good to be true. You may feel guilty about doing it, mm-hmm. but you are not doing your job if that is not a part of your daily work. Um, also, meetings, visitation, counseling, all of those things. And so what you have to do is you have to figure out what are my um, primary responsibilities. Yes. Um, you got to get everything down. I like to put it on a whiteboard or on a blank piece of paper. What are all of the things that I have to be doing? Mm-hmm. Get it all down. And then how many hours am I supposed to be working? Now, you can either start with that or you can whittle away after the fact. Either way, you need to be working within a set parameter of hours yep. that the elders agree on. And uh, you need to prioritize the right things. So in my case, um, ideal, ideally, um, my... Monday is a study day. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm fresh off of Sunday. I'm tired, but I'm still ready to go, and I'm excited to get in the Word. And so Monday is a day when I read the Scripture. I begin studying my passage, yeah. doing my sermon work. Um, I might read other books or articles associated with that. Um, I'll work on other writing mm-hmm. and projects. But that's, that's a day for study and reading and all that. I don't really put meetings on that day. No, yeah. And then um, – Tuesday is when the meetings start. So we have a, a staff meeting on, on Tuesdays. And then um, uh, it'll be – I try not to put other meetings on that. I'm doing prep for other things that I might be teaching, whether that's leadership lab or um, pastoral development or anything like that. So a lot of – like so just to make the difference here, right. Monday is, is focused on prayer and study for Sunday. Yeah, that's, mostly that's the for majority Sunday. Majority of your, yeah. even your if it's not is. going to that sermon, it's leading towards Sunday because it's books and stuff that I need to be reading and that's working right. on that are going to feed into that. Yeah, and so so Tuesday I've got other prep that I need to be working on, so I'm not really working on my sermon. Um, I'm working on like and I that's said, also your fofo day. Jimmy usually works, so yeah, Jimmy and I actually have a meeting um, on that day as well. So there's another meeting uh, that happens, um, and then sometimes there's a meeting that might have to happen that gets scheduled there. That's fine, but. Uh, Wednesday is the day that I try to put all of my meetings on. And so I schedule as many as I can, church members that want to meet. Um, I'll work into the evening so I can do evening meetings, morning meetings. I'd st- I'm not home for dinner on that night. Um, I, I don't get to see my family that day. It's fine. It's only the one day. Uh, we have elders meetings that happen on mm-hmm. that night. We have worship planning meetings that happen on that mm-hmm. night. We have orientation or membership classes that will happen on yep. that night. Yep. So a lot of things will fall on a Wednesday. Mostly that's my meetings day counseling to do counseling on that day with people uh, that are in need. Um, Thursday, I go back to my sermon. Uh, I try to wrap it up. You know, I might touch on my sermon throughout, but Thursday, I try to get it pretty 
pretty much worked out. Um, not completely done, but you know, 90% done. And, um, Again, I can I can throw in a meeting, but like I'll I'll be regularly meet, I, I meet with Pat at Thursdays at nine. Uh, I'm meeting with Seth, which is one of our church planters, at three or two two o'clock. Um, so Tom, so, you meet with Tom as well. Tom is on Tuesdays. I forgot him. Yeah, mm. so it's e- like easily forgettable. Yeah, yeah at least Tom. Um, so yeah, the meetings are kind of spread throughout, uh, but I've got I've got locked in times for study and prayer, so that doesn't move. And then I've got times with meetings that kind of float all over. And Friday's my day off. Saturday, I work a half now, day. Hey, let's, let's go with Friday back, okay? Okay. Now, you do day off on Friday, where a lot of pastors will do it Monday. Why do you do Friday instead of Monday? Guys that I know that take off Mondays say that they take off Monday either because they are tired and they need the rest and or because they are discouraged from Sunday. I've never felt discouraged mm. um, by the time Sunday night rolls around. Even if I feel bad about how things went on my part— I'm over it, right? Like God's going to do his thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not discouraged, but I am tired. And because I'm tired, I don't want my day off to be a day when I'm tired because my kids are going to want to play. Also, Friday is oftentimes a holiday. Uh, so the kids might have that day off more often. Um, but it, it's a good day. And then Saturday is a half day. Um, maybe a little bit more. It depends. But I'll do an orientation class on that day perhaps. Um, preaching lab, leadership preaching lab, lab, yeah, all that. CG so, leaders fellowship, right, and then um, pastoral development. Mm-hmm. So those those things happen on Saturdays, and then when whenever I'm done, like whenever the work is done, after all of those things on a given day, uh, like a like a like a night like tonight or a Saturday afternoon, Jimmy and I will then record an episode or two yeah. of Doctrine and Devotion. So that's the gist of mine. Um, so what I do is I make sure that. I'm not working too late. Like when I go home, I, I turn everything off. I'm not engaging unless it's an emergency. And it has to be a real emergency, not just like a, you know, pretend emergency. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. feeling good or something. Yeah, uh, actually, right. I don't want to give examples. So. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, that's, that's it. I mean, that's the, that's the gist of, of mine. Um, again, we're, we're a smaller church, but my focus tends to be on preaching, uh, teaching, and leadership development. So that's where most of my efforts are going, and then I do some counseling and whatnot um, as well in meetings. Um, so I think, the, but I, mean, I think the main things are you have to know what's important, prioritize those things, mm-hmm. and make sure that they get done first. But you, Jimmy, like you're bivocational, yeah, and you know you've got to balance, you know, family and work and all of that. Um, how do you get stuff done when your vocation is, is so demanding? And you've got family that you're very attentive to. How do you get work done when you have to be somewhat flexible at times? I mean, I, it's utilizing the time that I have um, is really important. So <clears throat> as much as I would love to be at uh, the Cigar Lounge or somewhere else, and uh, I know that uh, oftentimes, um, or not oftentimes, sometimes that's not the best place for me. Um, you know, I'll get distracted or... or um, yeah, just distracted is probably the right word. Would you say that's the right yeah. word? Yeah, sometimes you just – because guys want to play cards. They want to do stuff, yeah, and, and I, sometimes you, know, you got to say no. That's right. And you sometimes know, they won't let you say no. Yeah, they just keep pestering. Uh, exactly. Steve. You know, I mean, there's people that – like Steve. Steve learned how to play canasta, and guess who wants to play canasta oh my gosh. all the time now? Steve is the worst. Oh, but he's Not, good at canasta. No, no, no. Steve, you got to put your melds down. You oh, got to put he, melds down, he's Steve. All right. He's all right. We, we played today. Wait, why, why are you playing with him? That Because you didn't show up. Of course I didn't show them. I'm working because I have to get those things done. And so I make sure that I'm, I'm using my time wisely. 
working hard. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, for me, um, I kind of, I, I have a whole arrangement, a complex system. <laughs> Jimmy's system is complex because you're, I'm sorry, I'm going to speak for Jimmy. Jimmy's, Jimmy's schedule is so complex because of the business that he runs. It's very demanding. It's very complicated. Um, and it's global. Like you got to fly and go out mm. places. You got to do all this stuff. So Jimmy has alerts and systems and OmniFocus and all this stuff going on. And so ministry becomes, becomes a part of that. Correct. And so, you know, even, even while I'm doing, you know, work for my, my job, right. I'm still trying to engage with what's going on in the church at the mm -hmm. same time. And so Jim, yeah. you're on like Jimmy, we use Slack. We use Slack. Why don't you yeah. talk a little bit about Slack and how we stay connected, even though you're bivocational and you're not like part-time, but you're, you're full-time at your job. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're very part-time here, but you're very engaged all week long. Yeah. I mean, well, we use Slack as a team collaboration communication tool. Um, it's something that not only do, uh, do we use at the, the church here, but I also use at work. So it's actually really helpful for me because right, right. I'm always on on you know one channel and I'll get alert for a, another channel. Yeah, uh, and so I'm able to switch back and forth uh, and see what's going on. And so you'll get alerts uh, on what people have said or what people are uh, are Brian. responding to, uh, like Brian. Um, <laughs> and even in Slack, you can I set things to uh, ask people that haven't responded to certain things uh, for their response. So you right. get reminders and things like that. Um, but I mean, yeah, for me, my system has to do a lot with with email flow, uh, like processing my emails and my task list. Um, but I learned uh, early on that if I want to get everything done, I have to have a system. And so I think for any minister, any bivocational, anything like that, you have to have a system and a set time and place. And for me, it is it is pretty rigid to a lot of to a, a degree. I know when I first get in the office, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, I know what I'm going to spend my first two hours on. I know what I'm going to spend the next two hours on. I know, and I just, I, that's what I move back and forth, uh, in. And so a lot of it has to do with, um, if I don't, I have this fear. Here's the thing is like, there's only so many hours in a day. We all agree with that. But my fear is this. If I don't get my job done during the day, then I have to get it done at night. And if I'm getting it done at night, I'm not engaged with my family. Right. And you're very engaged with your family. Like and that's, so you do good there. That's a driving force for me yeah. is I need to get this done. So I'm not robbing them right. or myself, you know, of that joy of being with them. And I think that's the same for that. Pastors need to also think through is um, if, if you're not getting what you need to get done during the day, then you need to get it done at night. Because you you do have an obligation, you do have an uh, obligation and responsibility because you're receiving a paycheck from the church, and you know you're called to steward your time well, um, and so that's the same for me. I'm I'm receiving a paycheck somewhere, and I'm called to steward my time well, so I'm not stealing from them. Um, and I think it's the same thing for uh, for those in ministry, any any job, any profession. You know, you you've entered into this this agreement. Right. And one of the things like I, we tease Jimmy all the time about, you know, oh, you're not hanging out. You're not doing um, where are you at? Um, but the reality is, is that Jimmy will always get his stuff done. Um, and the church, of course, is flexible. Jimmy's work day for the church is usually Tuesday. Mm -hmm. This week, it'll be Friday or Saturday or something. Fine. Doesn't mm -hmm. make a difference. Um, and of course, Jimmy, Jimmy, like all of you bivocational guys, you always put in more hours than you actually get paid for. That's just how it works. That's just what you guys do. And um 
And so, yeah, he'll be working on Saturday because he couldn't work today, like mm-hmm. on site. But um, but he's in because of that constant contact through the apps and everything. We're in communication. And we're always getting stuff done. The 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference is just around the corner, but there's still time to register. It's going to be bigger than last year, and that's thanks to our seven sponsors. Wait, seven? Seven? Oh, yes, we big time now. That's a holy number. B&H Academic, who put out the Spurgeon Study Bible. There's Moody Publishers, who put out your three books. we got Logos Bible Software. we got Mission Aware. we got Legacy Dads. It's oh, all going to be cool. great. Yeah, and we also have uh, some amazing coffee uh, that's roasted locally here by Fresh yeah. Ground Roast. And the coffee is brought to you by Crossway Publishers and Soldiers of Christ Prison Ministries, led by Scott Kalis out of Redeemer Fellowship. This is a ministry where Scott disciples men who are incarcerated, helping them to become better followers of Christ and better dads as they exit the prison system. So you do not want to miss out on this. Go to DoctrineDevotion.com and register now. So I think it's really important that you have kind of a system in place, Joe. Yeah. I think it's really important to, to have a schedule. I know of some professionals that would... Um, <clears throat> The first half of the day, they won't answer any phone calls or any emails. All they do is their work for the first half of the day. Then after lunch, then they'll start returning phone calls, returning emails. I personally can't really do that right? because uh, my emails do pile up pretty quick. I mean, typically for me, you know, I'm um, because we do <clears throat> business in Europe. And you have time-sensitive issues I have as time well. Sensitive, yeah. But because of my issues, in, uh, not my issues, but my business in Europe, you know, I get up. Uh, I, I like to get up early. You know, I'll do my like a do a quiet time kind of a thing, um, but then I'll I'll answer emails and stuff for Europe first. Then I always have breakfast with the family. I like to have breakfast with, breakfast every morning with my family. Then I go into the office, and there I do kind of actually more of a uh, more. I do a, a study, my own kind of a study. Um, close my door, go that route, and then I hit the hit the ground doing every every hour of my day has something very specific that I'm doing, whether it's administration, whether it's answering emails, whether it's doing cost sheets or anything like that. So I want to encourage, I think, our our pastors uh, and and professionals just in in general uh, to really think through your schedule, to think through your schedule and figure out what what it is that you need to get done efficiently so that you could be home with your family. Because I know, Joe, you always try to at least have one meal Dinner, uh, yeah. Typically, uh, it's dinner, and we have breakfast uh, together three days a week. Because we do family devotions. And I think that's really, I think that's really, that's that's a. I mean, I think that's a blessing because yeah. a lot of people don't have that, right? And it's when Jimmy says you have to have a system, he doesn't mean you have to have a complex no. like system. He he, he means have a plan. You got yeah. You have to have an approach and a plan to for you to be effective in getting things done. Jimmy's has to be complex because what he does is very complex. Um, me, I don't have to. It doesn't have to be that complex, but I have to be very disciplined. Not that I am, but I need to be very disciplined in working out a simple plan of execution to get that stuff done. And so, when you have that discipline and when you have that plan in place, though, <clears throat> you're able to do. And, I, and Joe says he's not disciplined, and I, I agree with him. But one of the things, <laughs> that, one of the things that you are disciplined in, Joe, is learning when to say no and when to say yes. And I think that's actually really important for everybody to learn to do, uh, especially in ministry. Because as you mentioned, Joe, you've got certain days that you've got meetings and certain days that you don't. You you allow certain things to happen at certain times. And the reason why you don't allow things at night is because when you say yes 
to handling that person's issue. You're saying no to being with Jen and the kids. Right. And if there's an emergency, that's, of course, when you're ready to say yes. Of course. And, um, and your family is willing to, to do that. But if that right. becomes the norm. Right. And, and for that many in an ministry, issue, it does. And that's the problem. And I, I would actually, I don't think it's a sin issue. I, I, I don't. I, but I do think, I do think it's a, it's a critical issue. I do think it's a critical concern. And that, it, it can become a sin issue. You're, yeah. not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not managing well, you, your household well. You're not managing. Okay, fair, that's a really good point. You're not managing your household well. And you're, uh, I would say, you're, you're idolizing ministry yeah. to the neglect of your family. And you're yeah. sacrificing your family at the altar of ministry yeah. at that point. They don't, we don't feel it that way, but that is what it is. Well, we don't feel it that that's way. Exactly, but everybody else But does. they do. Yeah. Well, the sacrifice always feels it. Yeah, they, go, <laughs> they feel the burn. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Sanders. No. Thank, thankfully. Yes, thankfully. So I think, you know, and I still, there are areas in which where it's hard for me to say no, especially when it's people like, hey, like, like I, I can't have meetings on this day. I've just, I've got to get these things done. And then somebody's like, hey, can we meet? And I'll be like, yeah, we can meet. Um, so I still, sometimes I struggle with that, but I learned to say no out of necessity. Um, and a lot of you know this story, but, uh, so I won't go into it, but I really got burned out. Um, I don't know, back in 2011 and, um, I, I was doing too much and I wasn't resting. Yeah. So I had to hang certain things up, pull back on my schedule and learn how to rest, uh, create some borders some boundaries. And so here's, here's what I would say a couple of things. One is you have to know, uh, what you're capable of and what you're not capable of. Uh, Driscoll used to talk about it in terms of everybody has a plate. You want to fill up your plate, um, but not everybody has the same size plate. So yeah. don't look at Jimmy's plate and go, I'm going to put as much as Jimmy has on his plate as my plate. Um, not not because like I – it's not because – let me put it this way. Like I might want to do as much as Jimmy's doing. Like, wow, it's so cool. Look at all this stuff. But I just – I don't have that capacity. Everybody's different. So know yeah, your limitations. I'm, I'm smarter than Joe. Yeah. That, yeah I, smarter. I, I, I can handle a lot more. Okay. I like it. I can yeah. handle right, a lot more. Right. No, it's cool, dude. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna forego the plate analogy uh, here from oh, here. You're on about out. to make a fat. No, joke, I, aren't I, you? Was yeah, you I was not. I was not. Yes, you were. You, you know what you're gonna say? Yes, I know you're gonna say. What? Oh, your dinner plate's pretty full too, huh? No, I was just gonna that say was, like you you you, you can eat at dinner. You can eat more than I can eat. What don't you? No, I can't. Yes, you can. <gasps> I've seen you. I have you, seen you. Jen can eat more than I can eat. Well, it doesn't show. Jen can put it away. Jen can put it I've in. never seen Jen. Oh, Jen. No. Oh, man. Jen. Uh-uh. Jen. Don't say that about your wife. Come no, on. She, man, she could. She, yeah. What, so, what, what were you going to say, Joe? She chows down. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so uh, anyways, um, here's here's the trick. So because there is a trick to, to saying no. Um, and this is how I had to kind of preach to myself and get myself out of it. Um, so you got to know your limitations. Talk to your leadership. If you have bad leadership, good luck. Uh, pray and ask God for mercy and help. Uh, but hopefully you can talk to your leadership and make sure that they know, like, I can't, there's certain things I can't do. I've got to give this up so that somebody else can do it. So I can focus on the things I am really good at yeah. and can be more effective at. Um, and you guys have heard, you know, the the thing like, well, if somebody can do something as well as you, 80% as well as you can, then let them do it, right? Yeah. You can you can pass it on. And that's fine. That's generally good. But that's usually not enough of a motivator. Um, I had to dig deep and find out why I was unwilling to let go of things and why I insisted that I had to do them instead of just saying, no, I can't or I won't do it anymore. Um, one of the reasons I believed I couldn't let go or say no of a responsibility was because, A, 
to do so would mean I'm just weak and wimpy and a big baby. And so I would, I would actually, I felt like I would hear the devil whispering, you big baby, you, you should be able to handle this. Why can't you do all this stuff and more? Look, look at how small your church is. That ain't no thing. Mm-hmm. People passing in bigger churches, the more responsive. Look at their plate. Um, so I had to, I had to come to grips with, with that. Like there, there are some lies that I'm believing here, uh, that, that are not true about it being just a, a weakness that, uh, that I should overcome. Yeah. The second thing is that, um, I was, I found myself, uh, disbelieving God. It, if you're saying, no, I can't let go of this because it'll all fail. It'll all mm-hmm. come to it's nothing. All gonna, yeah. It's all going to fall so apart. So what you're saying is also oh, God needs you. God can't do it without you. No way God could accomplish this without you. You're then also denying the giftedness of other people yep. uh, who God could use in that capacity. You're denying them the ability to grow and to flourish and to lead. Um, so like, I, I had to see it from a different perspective. Um, it, it's not that. It's not just that you're too weak. And you know what? You are too weak. You can't do everything, and that's okay. Um, you need to pass this off and give it to somebody else and not hold on to it and make it into an idol or think mm. that you are so awesome. Pride could really be an issue there. So I had to look at it from those perspectives, and that really became the secret for me. Uh, I had to admit I'm weak, I have limitations, and I can do more better by doing less like I, I can accomplish more by doing less. Yeah. Um, as long as I'm meeting my responsibilities, of course. Yeah. Um, but you got to be willing to pass things off. So I think we you need to say no if it's going to go beyond your ability to do well. Yeah. Right. If um, no, don't use that as an excuse, like well, since I can't do it perfect, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is listen, if you taking on that responsibility means that not only it's not going to get done well, but other things are going to be impacted, you, you probably shouldn't be doing it. No, I agree. And I, what, what about you? When do you think somebody should say no? to a ministry opportunity. I mean, all the things that you mentioned there, Joe, uh, I would agree with. I mean, for me, I, th- I think I've already kind of said it, uh, but it, I, I'm going to say it again because um, it, for Joe, Joe Joe had mentioned this story about kind of burnout or getting close to burnout. How would you, would you say burnout? What would you say? Well, I was pretty burned out, yeah. Okay. Um, nervous breakdown. Nervous breakdown, something Whatever. like that. Um, for me... I almost lost my family. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, my marriage was, was falling apart. And so it was, it really was this individual, uh, uh, well, Joan, uh, Dave DeYoung up in Canada. DeJong. DeJong. Yeah. Dave DeJong, uh, saying to me, uh, and I think he read it somewhere. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He probably read it in a book somewhere, but, um, that every, every yes is a no. Right. You know, and that for me. Now explain that. Well, when I'm saying, at least when at this point, when I was in uh, full-time ministry up in Canada, when I was saying yes to these meetings, I was saying no to being with Michelle. Right. When I was saying yes to taking on more responsibility, I was saying no to being engaged to the, with the family. So you have to find out, if I'm saying yes to something, what am I saying no to? What am no I impacting? To? Exactly. What is that impacting here? And having those conversations, like even for Joe and I, uh, recording when we record, I had to have a conversation with my wife yeah. and say, okay... Here's what this impacts is, you know, Wednesday is also my long day. I go from from the factory to the elders meeting to Joe and I recording. And then I'm not home till, you know, after seven, after eight, the kids are kids are already in bed. And so needing your to, kids aren't in bed. Stop it. They're in bed. Stop. They're, they're jumping. Bed they're in their room. They're, they're jumping around <laughs> crazy people. No, no, because we know how to uh, 
manage our household. Oh, really? Job. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and post this picture of Ariana that you No, sent you me. cannot. No, she had a boo-boo. <laughs> she had a boo-boo. You yeah. can't put that. Well, I'm just saying. You sent me the pictures. I sent you. No, I didn't send you the photo. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, no. It, you were, you were, we were I FaceTimed, FaceTimed you. And I took a photo. You took a photo. That Michelle, or not Michelle, Ariana wanted to see her boo-boo. She had an owie on her finger. She, yeah. On the she, middle one. It was on the middle one. <laughs> She wanted to show me. She wanted to show you. So now I can show everybody. There you go. Check the show notes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, um, but having a conversation, right? And saying, okay, Michelle, this is, are you okay with this? Right. Are, you know, are you fine with this? And listen, I am an extremely blessed individual. I mean that. I have an employer that gives me flexibility. I have a church leadership and a church body that gives me flexibility. And I've got a wife that gives me a lot of flexibility. I mean, a lot of flexibility and uh, I, I cannot, you know, she lets me, I actually hear it from a lot of men all the time. Like, man, dude, you get away with so much. Uh, and it's because. Oh Michelle man, the is- face that she made on Sunday, we were walking out of the church. It was Jen and me and Jimmy and Michelle and Jimmy was doing something that Michelle finds annoying and Michelle made oh, this yeah, face. Oh my gosh. And it, it's that face that a woman will make at you. And it's the worst when it's your wife where they just look at you like, you are so pathetic. You are so like, that's so annoying. It was beautiful. It was so funny. She goes, I hate it when Jimmy does that. <laughs> oh, I get that look a lot, Joe. <laughs> I just need to talk this through with somebody. Yeah, well, talk it to with somebody that cares. Okay. Call Pat. <laughs> Call Pat. I'm going to say no to this ministry opportunity right no now. I got time for this. So, yeah, I think if, if it's going to impact your family, right. you absolutely... I, I almost lost my wife. I'm not willing to lose her. I'm not willing to lose my children. I think we've seen a lot of individuals, a lot of ministry professionals, a lot of megachurch pastors whose children have yeah. have been ruined, yeah. scarred. I mean, how yeah, they've been beat up and they've forsaken been up because of yeah, this. I've seen small church pastors do the same thing, man. It, they, the kids are like, dad was never around. It's not around. fair. It's not no. right to them. And, no. you know, as far as like, I, you know, for me growing up, my dad was a busy, he had that plate, you know, that big plate he did, but he always, always made time for us. Always. Yeah. Um, to, he to loves, be he loves his kids, man. He loves his kids. He man. still loves you guys. Still, yeah. And, but I mean, you know, That's he always takes that time. Yeah. He always takes that time to, to be with us, to, to be present, to be active in, in our lives. And I, I don't. You know, I want that for my kids as well. Yeah. I would also mention, like, you might want to rethink saying yes if um, if you're not going to be able to um, execute. Now, hmm. it's like, what, what are you thinking? Nothing, Joe. Continue. I'm, I'm saying, like, okay. I'm, I'm glad you've learned this lesson. Oh, stop it. Or you're thinking of this lesson. Stop it. I'm what? thinking I'm about just... somebody else, not myself. Oh, um, oh really? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, okay. Sometimes we'll use that as an excuse to say no to everything, and that's not okay. So that's not what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is um, you may feel a burden to do something, but you may not be good at it. You may not be gifted at it. So you might want to rethink saying yes. Or that thing that you are all excited about, you might need some outside perspective to determine whether or not that's going to be a helpful thing for your church. That's a good you point. You might need to, like, you know what? I really want to do that. Man, I really want to do um, – I don't know. I want to do uh, a, I want oh. to do a drama outreach in the park on Sunday. No, no, I no one be... should be doing that. So yeah, no. Think of something better. So, There's a better example. I you don't want to do it. a pub talk. Okay. What? 
You want to do a pub talk? Okay, yeah, let's say. You That's wanna... a lot better than a freaking a yeah. drama on a Sunday afternoon in the park. No one does that. Yeah, no one do should that. be doing that. There's, there's people that do Shakespeare in the park all the time. No, but, but not your church. Your church shouldn't be doing it. Church can do it. Yeah, you're okay. not going to do it well. Maybe they would. No, who's going to do it well? Art. Who's going to do Actors well? and actresses. No, they're not going to do it well, Joe. Okay. Here's the point. No one's going to go to that. Maybe you want the church. Will go. Maybe you want to do yeah, good um, outreach of church people. Got to reach them, churchgoers. Uh, maybe you want to try and do a pub talk. Hey, I see people doing pub talk. They meet in a pub and they mm-hmm. have these open conversations on everything from the Second Amendment to guilt and uh, you know racism and all this stuff. Uh, but if you are not a person that can handle a crowd, if you are not a person that are, are who is quick on your feet, um, if if you are a person that cannot control a room and people that might get a little contentious, you have no business trying to lead a pub talk. Yeah. You might want to organize it, but you got to have somebody else lead it. You just, you got to say, you got to know your limitations, your capacity, your gifts. Yes. You got to know if it's going to fit within the overall framework of your ministry and your calling. And, but really the bottom line I think here is what Jimmy said. If you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. What is that? No. Mm. Um, I think I think that's probably the the smartest takeaway for this. So in terms of schedules and saying no, you got to have a schedule. It has to be flexible, but yep. you got to have a schedule. Yep. Um, and that way you know what you're supposed to be doing. You know when you're supposed to be doing it. And if you need to flex, it's okay. Um, Not only do you have to have a schedule, you need to discuss system. that with other people. Yeah. You need input. To, yeah. You need to seek the input of your your leadership, and you need to get your spouse's input. You need to, you know, you guys need to talk about it, figure it out. So they have to sign off on it. Yeah. Uh, third, but, I think you're about to say systematize. Well, I was going to say, have, I have two schedules. I have the one that I show my wife and then I show the elders, but then I have my real schedule. Oh my yeah. goodness. That'd be horrible it, if you it, did that. It, it fits on the back of a stamp. <laughs> it, it just says canasta. Canasta. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's Steve's schedule. new schedule right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We share one schedule. That's actually. it. That's, that's it. Thing. So yeah, systematize. Um, and then fourth... Uh, uh, you need to review it often. Yeah. You know, uh, Michelle and I try to review schedules uh, quarterly. If not, uh, we probably do it maybe twice a year. I do it once a year or twice a year. Yeah. We try to do it twice a year. We pretty much do it. I think we've talked about this before where we're also, we do it when I'm, when we're discussing our marriage, kind of reviewing our yeah. marriage, like what's working, what's not, what needs to change. So we always kind of add the schedule aspect to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just even going over your calendar regularly with your spouse is good, so that he or she knows, like, oh, this is this is going coming up this week. This is coming up this month. Yeah, for me, that's that Sunday evening. That's yeah. what we like to do. Sunday evening. I mean, so exciting in my household, but yeah, yeah. Sunday evening review weekly schedules. Yeah, we don't do that too much. No, that's why you guys don't know what's going on. That's what. Well, I know what's going on. No, but no, you think Jen, you know what's going. on. I know what's on. Jen going. has no idea what's going Jen on. Jen doesn't know like I'm going to be gone this weekend. <laughs> Actually, she, how long, no, she does. I'm I know, but how long did that take? How long? Did no, that she's take? not about no, this not, for long. Not that. that. I'm talking about. It took so long for you to finally let the church know your schedule. No, I didn't. Oh, come on now. I'm talking about like I don't when, keep things from the church. No, but you wouldn't put them on the church calendar. Like no, your I just time don't away. think about it. You know, we, oh, Brian. But, I, but we talk about staff meeting. They're I know, but Brian wants on the church calendar. Okay. So we all know you got when you when you set up what you got to do. What you're yeah, going to be doing, right. you got to let the church know. Yeah, I do. I told Deb. No, but you got to put it on the calendar then. Oh, that's on her then. See. Well, way, oh, to, way to go, Deb. Deb, uh, Deb, your review is coming up. Try not try to be a ministry assistant and not a ministry hindrance, Deb. Okay. 
No, I know that, that, that is so horrible. No, she's awesome. a great job. No, yeah, Don't I know. It's that. like I would put it on my calendar, and I'd be like, "Oh, there it is. I know what's coming up. I know everything, and I've got you know preachers lined up to take my place and everything." But if the other elders aren't aware, and because I just assume, like, "Oh, everybody knows." Yeah, I know for, because you're the big deal. No, 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 you're it, the focus point of all of our attention. Joe. No, you're right. No, no, it's because it used to be a smaller operation. My calendar was shared; everybody could see it. That was why we was originally done that way. I was like, I didn't need to add it to a special calendar because it was on mine and everybody saw it. Yeah. Um, that's not the case now. And so I've got to, I got to get better at that. Get Thanks for calling me out in front of everybody. Yeah, you're welcome. Great. What? I hope this is a Thursday episode. No, no, no. I'm going to put it out on Monday. Oh, third. Well, pff, I'm the one who uploads it. So, <laughs> oh, dang it. Yeah, I guess you're going <laughs> to. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your uh, suggestions on uh, efficiency, on schedules, Ooh, on like your, your favorite apps and hacks. Share that. Oh, that's a good one. With hashtag. Uh, Jofo, get it done. Hashtag Jofo GTD, getting things done. Hashtag Jofo GTD. That's good. I'm gonna share. You know what? And we should share some of ours. Yeah. Well, yours. Okay. Yeah. Share some of mine. I'll share mine, not Joe's. Joe, what do you have? What do you do? What? What? Do you have any? What are you talking about? Yeah, of course I do. Like what? I have a schedule. I do. You don't have. Okay, you don't have app, which is fine. You don't have to have. No, no, I don't have an app. Yeah. I don't use an app. Not even like a calendar app? I use a calendar app. I lose wonderfully. <laughs> really still? Yeah. Oh, gosh, dude. Brian, use, you use wonderfully. What are you talking oh, about? No, I do not. Steve uses wonderfully. No, he does not. See, I, I just saw him use it. No, Steve uses what I use. What do you use? I, I No. Hashtag JoFoGTD. Okay. I, I use wonderfully, and it works great. Oh, really? Does mm-hmm. it really work good for you? Yep. Hmm. Got all my reminders in there, too. Anyways, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on over to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store and register for the 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference. Don't the spirit and it's the so full. You guys church. are gonna be uncomfortable if you go. It's no, so full. It's people not. are gonna be sitting in the windows, dude. It's too full. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It's way too. Wouldn't full. that be amazing? The, the, Hashtag Jofo GTD. This Fresh pod episode, every Monday and that, Thursday. Blog post on. Wednesdays? No, this will this will be next week. So it's well, still maybe whether Monday or Thursday. Maybe Monday. Okay, well Monday or Thursday. Maybe Thursday. Doesn't matter. It's still Thursday because it starts Friday. Yeah, but today is what Wednesday. Wednesday. So next Thursday is more than a week from now. That's two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs>